0: Alice started to her feet. She had never before seen a rabbit with a waistcoat pocket or a watch. Burning with curiosity, she ran after it, just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole. She went to follow, but received a Snapchat from her sister playing with the cat. Distracted, Alice forgot all about the waistcoated rabbit and went on to a less than successful career in recruitment. The end. Don't let silly distractions get in the way of great stories. With the world's largest selection of audiobooks, the difference is audible. Hey, welcome to the Horses in Mark podcast show. The following is a free chapter from the Reminiscences of a Seeker by Kapil, K-A-P-I-L, Karma, K-U-M-A-R, Braseka, B-H-A-S-K-A-R. By Paranormal Encounters Many years ago, in a very hot summer, it was a very hot summer afternoon, I was waiting for a bus on the road adjoining the Delhi border. I was going home but in, in those times public transport was not easily available. After waiting for half an hour or so, I decided to ask for a lift. After a few failed attempts, a young man around my age, in the early twenties, offered me take me along. He told me that he he met his friend 10 minutes on the way, I agreed and sat on his motorbike as he was going towards the same area where I resided. After some time he stopped to see his friend introduced him as Aman Singh. A-M-A-N-S-I-N-G-H. My, this is how I met Amen for the first time and soon we became my best friend. Amen's father had been a fighter pilot near Indian Air Force. He died a martyr in the 8th War of 1971. I was new to the city of Faribad F-A-R-A-B-D-A-F-A-R-I-D-B-D-A-B-A-D as I have recently shifted through these, from hostel after completing my college studies. My father retired from Military Engineering Services and constructed a house in the city he we had he had to settle there after his retirement, and man became first friend of in this new city. We shared a special bond which we both realised our first meeting but it was it was such much more than that this got, This got revealed to us later that it was not the first time that we were meeting each other. We've been very good friends for many lifetimes. His God got our plan to make us meet again in his physical plane. A strange incident happened in my life. This made both of us aware that the special connection we shared and our common experiences, that particular episode which happened about two years after I met him, haunts our memories till date. I still remember the particular occurrence with as it changed the entire course of my life. It was an unforgettable night. It was two days prior to the the Diwali and festivities marked the city. I was in mid-twenties and still bachelor. Being ambitious with a vibrant young blood, I strove hard to reach the top. At the same time as for a he was going quite popular among my peers. I possessed to this an unshakable confidence in myself The word fear did not exist in my dictionary, a quality which my friends admired. At that time, I was working for a multinational US-based company with their offices in Delhi. I worked demanding late hours and the office. The night started like the usual one. I came home late, and after dinner, went straight to my room. It was the furthest corner, totally cut off from the entire house. Around 11.30pm, I hit the bed and immediately went into deep sleep. Due to the hard and long working hours, I generally had sound sleep. However, that night... I started feeling restless and woke up with a panic. Clock had just struck one. What I saw in front of me made my blood turn cold. My whole body trembled. I perspired from head to toe. For the first time in my life I came to know what fear was. My room was dimly lit with DVDs placed outside. The celebrations filtered through the window it in my room. In the faint life, I witnessed a dark, dense, smoky cloud the size of a baseball moving from one wall to the other in the air close to the roof. I was spinning slowly. After some time, it started progressing towards me, as if it were my presence in the room. Lowering down, it took two or three rounds into my, in my bed. For a minute, I went blank. I was unable to understand what it was. I was terrified. I sat on my bed. I could not sense what that it what it was. Just mere black smoke. There is something more to it, and more subconscious within. I had some consciousness within it. After some time, it started revolving around me, circling me completely. It slowly came extremely close to me. It, I wanted to shout for help, but my voice failed. I felt choked and found it difficult to breathe. The black smoke was only a few inches from my face. The great difficulty I stood up and managed to run out of the room to the nick of time and bolted the door from the outside. I was now on the veranda under the open sky, completely shaken. I didn't know what to do. I looked up and down some deep breaths to return to normal. I pondered from my next room. Went to my ne- on my next move. First thought which came to me was whether I should inform my parents. They said to my and then I said to myself Maybe in the object inside the room was a figment of my imagination. Anyway, my parents would not do anything, even if it, that something existed in reality. I was lost in an instant to explain what happened in my room. It certainly was not a dream. Our body was still shaking, nervousness, my heart pounding at a fast pace. I sat down idly on the floor outside my room for about two hours or so. I remember such unexplainable incidents had occurred many times before, but this time it was happening after many years. I used to experience such unusual phenomena since the age of eight or nine. As a child, I used to tell my parents about these incidents, but whether they not I could understand what was happening to me. After a certain age, I stopped telling them everything and started keeping things to myself. I made myself strong and started facing them on my own. Later that night, I gathered courage to telling myself that I could still handle handle the situation, whatever it was. I turned to my room, put the lights on and looked around very carefully. I checked every nook and corner to my room, even under the bed, but there was no sign of anything. I looked at the book clock, it was 2:40 am I dozed back with the lights on. The next four to four five days passed into our each celebrations with family and friends the memory of the incident occurred a few nights back got completely erased from my mind after facilities lion my life resumed i was back sleeping suddenly in my room suddenly in the middle of one night i grew restless and my eyes opened by themselves the on the wall started showed one pm by am i felt a sudden urge to get out of the room and looked at the door Before I could reach, I saw the same smoky ball entering my room through the closed door. It slowly started taking shape. Keeping my eyes on it, I tried my best to move my body and get up, but I couldn't move. Not even my fingers, my hands, legs, whole body felt so heavy and numb. However, I am completely aware of everything, myself, my emotions, my room, what was happening around me. My only confusion was whether I was awake, sleeping or awake. A black entity t- took a form and emerged in the shape of a beautiful woman. A lady standing in front of me was wearing a bright white sarari. She had long jet black hair, which had kept, o- o- kept open, which has al- almost reached her wrist. It was fair complexion, and she had fair complexion, a big wide rimmed and black karori, a big, big vermin blueberry, adored her forehead. Through Though she's beautiful, she's not. She was n- nothing divine about her face. Mysterious smile curved her lips. It was good enough to tell me that I was getting into big trouble. She slowly tiptoed across the room and came across me. She stood on the left side of my bed and looked straight into mine as I returned my gaze. My previous experience as such, goats, taught me to face them without fear and never give up. A lady perched herself on the big bamboo chair which is placed near my bed. The bamboo chair was a new addition to my room, as it was gifted fondly by my f- uncle. He bought it specially for me from the Archaeological Parish, A R U N A C H A L P R A D E S H, where he was posted at that time as Deputy Collector of Super. She made herself comfortable in the chairs, as if going to sit there for a while, forever. I found myself in a state of panic. I struggled to move. At my panic, paralytic state, cold sweat broke my brow. I could only not. I could not figure out any more whether this was real or nightmare. She sighed and smiled at me. Do not be afraid of me. I am your friend, or whatever. However, my instinct clearly told me that she was a devil in disguise and had some evil intention for coming here. What do you want from me? Why do you come? Have you come here? I tried my best to show that my brave front nothing i've just come to take you capri with me where do you want to take me i was suspicious about intention she laughed and held her hand softly trust me as she caught hold of my hand i felt jerking out of my body and suddenly we started moving with lightning speed We entered some wormhole. Bright lights of all colours started reflecting around me. We passed through them. Soon came across it in, into it in a bright open place. I didn't want to go any further but she pulled me in. A place was of large barren land and seemed luminous without any boundaries. It opened a vast sky with its extraordinary brightness which was glaring for the eyes. The sun appeared in a huge red ball of fire. The scorching heat prickled my skin. The land was completely dry and dark patches and crackles all over. We were now walking in a narrow trail, the path beneath my feet being a rust, made of rustling sound. I was sceptical hesitant to go forward, but she pulled me ahead. Suddenly there was a ghastly scene before me. I was horrified. The place swarmed with men, women, children of all ages. Some of them were howling and maddening with laughter. Others were howling in great pain. I could see a few giant-sized men garbled, completely black, beating and torturing the people. Even women and children were being hit brutally by iron sticks and jails. Their screams were pitiful and heart-rendering. They had deep cuts in their bodies, and flesh blood oozed out. A terrible stretch of raw flesh and blood filled the whole atmosphere. As we passed by this side, a few of them started into my eyes with anguish and helplessness. I was horrified to see the innocent blood flowing, scarred faces of little children looking at me in agony. It seemed they were asking for help. I could not feel their pain. I could feel their dark pain. My heart cried out. I could do nothing. I was a complete shocked at the scene. I forgot I that I was also a victim. A lady ordered me to keep on moving. After crossing the horrendous area, we came to an empty, dusty, dry land again. Again a long tiring walk we reached a heavy area with borders, a hill was not too high. On reaching the top the Indian White pointed out and said This is your world. Well follow me, she said, descending. From the height I could see a mighty river flowing out some distance which separated our sight. Side from the other world, which was nothing but complete darkness. As soon as we crossed the shore of the river, the lady gug's motion being to cross it. As I put my, mess, my foot forward, I saw the river was blood red in colour. It was roaring as if alive and burning from inside. I could feel intense heat coming from it. It filled with very thick, sticky fluid. And this thick blood was boiling and foaming. Bubbles were erupting as if the river was breathing. A lady walked across the river with ease and soon crossed to the other side. I could faintly see one, her hand gesturing me to cross the river. I wanted to run, but there was enough something that kept pulling me to to move forward. I was completely frustrated with what, what was happening to me. I tried my best to stop myself, but I, I was unable to do so. Then, as soon as I put my one foot in the river to try and cross it, I started being pulled into it. I was being sucked in, bogged down, down, down. Desperately, I tried my full strength to pull my body towards the shore, which is just a few feet away. I couldn't reach it. The pull from inside the river was too strong for me. I felt as if someone was sucking me into it. I looked down and saw there was infinite hands holding my legs still. Pulling me inside, the bloody fluid had almost reached my neck. I started screaming on top of my voice for help. Suddenly I felt the presence of a strong hand on my arm. A hand easily and gently pulled me from the river. I found myself standing in an abandoned place. I was totally confused. I looked around. There was no sign of screaming among the people. The deadly river or even the lady in white that brought me there. Before me was a standing a man with long grey hair. He was strongly built and held a long green golden stick in his right hand. The hand stick was quite wide, flat at the bottom, touched the ground. He had bright eyes but no expression in his face. Before I could even come to my senses, he looked in my eyes and asked but in a very strong voice, what, happens? what brings you here, young man? I don't know. Beware, I'm not, you're not supposed to come to this place, go back. I thank you for, thank you for saving my life, hey, who are you? I'm the doorkeeper. Saying this, he disappeared before I could ask or explain anything to him. The next m- moment I found myself on my bed in my room. It was 2.30am. My whole body was soaked in sweat. It looked up, took me a while to identify where I was. The scary incidents I'd been experiencing was completely terrified me. What was happening to me? Why was I experiencing such incidents? I thought I got rid of such instances, But they had started haunting me again. Many questions clouding my mind. I never had any answers to them. Now, now also that I could perceive no one could provide answers to my long list of questions. The next two nights of the incidents was repeated. A lady in Sari visited me sat in the bed from a chair, took me to the same location, tried her best to drown me. Both nights I was saved by the same doorkeeper that warned me about coming to the place left without answering any of the questions handing me. I was helpless. The woman overpowered me, said so she had a cast a spell. I had no control of my mind. I was totally powerless as, as, as I followed her blindly. The third night I was petrified after saving me from the doorkeeper. The, the, saving me. the doorkeeper warned me of a serious tone. If you come back here one more time, I'm sorry. I will not be able to save you, young man. This is your last help and also last advice to you. Do not come back. I could sense that my life is in real danger. I seriously debated the old man's advice. and suddenly thought of a way to avoid the situation. I observed that a woman used to visit me at 1am. I started returned to my room at 230 am. I started keeping myself awake. I drank cups of coffee and idle time watching TV in our living room. I started sleeping only after 3 am. This routine continued for about a month. Soon after, soup and nights were taken, started to take a toll on me, and my health and affected my work too. I could hardly concentrate due to extreme mental and physical tightness. My parents were also suspicious about my abnormal routine. I was in really bad shape and prayed frequently fervently every day, hoping the incident would not be repeated anymore. I was afraid to venture into my room before 3am because of the dire warning given to my saviour. My frustration grew each day as I could not figure out what I could do to exaggerate myself and the situation. My thoughts were corrected in my mind in a whirlpool. These reflections occurred every moment of the day and night. One morning I just reached my office and settled down on my desk when the phone rang. Sir, there's a personal call for you. My septus was online. I told him to connect the call. Hello, Capel, how are you? It's Ahmed. At the other end. My voice his voice is heavy. His tones of seriousness to him. I know I'm doing well. Is everything fine with you? And why are you sounding so serious? I worried. It's been a while since we had a meet. In fact, we had not met since the incidents had started occurring. I'm down with high fever. Are you sure you're okay? Don't lie to me. I was taken aback by his words, but he was careful not to divulge in details. Yes, I'm completely fine, my friend. But why are you asking me this? What's the matter? You can find it's not true. There's is it not true that there is a new chair in your bedroom? I wondered how he knew about the new bamboo chair. Emma had not visited my home since a month. He also not told me, I also not told him anyone about my new possession, which my uncle had gifted. This time I told him the truth. Yes, my uncle gifted it to me in Duwari. That means the dream I saw was true. I was completely taken by surprise. What dream you talk about? I asked him. Last night I had a strange dream. I saw I come to your house and found something... Standing outside your, outside your room, as soon as I opened the door, I witnessed you lying on the bed and a woman sitting on a bamboo chair. She looked at me in bloody eyes and threatened me. "Are you his best friend? I shall take you along with him." Dream felt so real and tearful that it shocked me inside. um I got up in great fear and then um, having fe- have having, having fear since then. I was speech speechless and told him that he seen his dream. It was absolutely true. The same as it was occurring with me. We started to meet at Elmer's house every after my office hours. You have been listening to Remembrances of the Speech Seeker by Compel Cumia Basia copyright by, uh, published in India 2017 publishes m s Angel Books publication sales office 525 6-10 HBI C Hararia and the book number if you wish to purchase it is ISBN 978 81- Nine three three five nine nine 599 1 4. Today in the gym, our popular classes are yoga with Lucy, baby yoga with Ben, hot yoga with Howard, cold yoga with Claire, Ashtanga yoga, Iyengar yoga, or try our brand new class with Lucy and Mark, lukewarm yoga. For those that don't do popular choices, the Jaguar E-Pace, a compact SUV with sports car DNA. Jaguar, a breed apart. Alice started to her feet. She had never before seen a rabbit with a waistcoat pocket or a watch. Burning with curiosity, she ran after it, just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole. She went to follow, but received a Snapchat from her sister playing with the cat. Distracted, Alice forgot all about the waistcoated rabbit and went on to a less than successful career in recruitment. The end. Don't let silly distractions get in the way of great stories. With the world's largest selection of audiobooks, the difference is audible. Hey, welcome to the Holders in Mark podcast show. The following is a free chapter from the Romances of a Seeker by Kapil. K-A-P-I-L. Karma K-U-M-A-R, Brasica, B-H-A-S-K-A-R. My Paranormal Counters. Many years ago, ago in a very hot summer it was a very hot summer afternoon. I was waiting for a bus on the road adjoining the Delhi border. I was going home, but in in those times public transport was not easily available. After waiting for half an hour or so I decided to ask for a lift. After a few failed attempts a young man around my age, in the early twenties, offered me to take me along. He told me that he met his friend ten minutes on the way, agreed, and sat on his motorbike as he was going towards the same area where I resided. After some time he stopped to see his friend, introduced him as Amen Singh, A M A N S I N G H. My, this is how I met Amen for the first time and soon we became my best friend. Amen's father had been a fighter pilot near Indian Air Force, He died a martyr in the 8th War of 1971. I was new to the city of F A R A B D F A R I D B D A B A D. as I have recently shifted from hostel after completing my college studies. My father retired from military engineering services and constructed a house in the city we had he had to settle there after his retirement and man became first friend of in new city we shared a special bond which we both realized our first meeting but it was it was such much more than that this got, this got revealed to us later that it was not the first time that we were meeting each other. We've been very good friends for many lifetimes. it has got plan to make us meet again in his physical plane. A strange incident happened in my life. This made both of us aware that the special connection we shared and our common experiences, that particular episode which happened about two years after I met him, haunts our memories till date. I still remember the particular occurrence vividly, as it changed the entire course of my life. It was an unforgettable night. It was two days prior to the Diwali, and festivities marked the city. I was in mid-twenties and still bachelor, being ambitious with a vibrant young blood. I strove hard to reach the top. At the fir- same time as for Fabian, he was going quite popular among my peers. I this an unshakable confidence in myself. The word fear did not exist in my dictionary, a quality which my friends admired. At that time, I was working for a multinational US-based company with their offices in Delhi. I worked demanding late hours and the office. The night started like the usual one. I came home late and after dinner went straight to my room. It was the furthest corner, totally cut off from the entire house. Around 11.30pm, I hit the bed and immediately went into deep sleep. Due to the hard and long working hours, I generally had sound sleep. However, that night, I started feeling restless and woke up in a panic. The clock had just struck one. What I saw in front of me made my blood turn cold. My whole body trembled. I perspired from head to toe. For the first time in my life, I came to know what fear was. My room was dimly lit with DVDs placed outside the DVD, celebrations filtered through the window it in my room. In the faint light, I witnessed a dark, dense, smoky cloud the size of a baseball moving from one wall to the other. In the air, close to the roof, it was spinning slowly. After some time, it started progressing towards me, as if aware of my presence in the room. Lowering down, it took two or three rounds into my, in my bed. For a minute, I went blank. I was unable to understand what it was. I was terrified and sat on my bed. I could not sense what that it, what it was. Just mere black smoke. There is something more to it, and more subconscious within. I had some consciousness within it. After some time, it started revolving around me, circling me completely. It slowly came extremely close to me. It, I wanted to shout for help, but my voice failed. I felt choked and found it difficult to breathe. The black smoke was only a few inches from my face. The great difficulty I stood up and managed to run out of the room to the nick of time and bolted the door from the outside. I was now on the veranda under the open sky, completely shaken. I didn't know what to do. I looked up and down, some deep breaths. To return to normal, I pondered for my next room. Went to my ne- on my next move. The first thought which came to me was whether I should inform my parents. They said to my, and then I said to myself, Maybe in the object inside the room was a figment of my imagination. Anyway, my parents would not do anything, even if it, that something existed in reality. I was lost in the instant to explain what happened in my room. It certainly was not a dream. Our body was still shaking, nervousness, my heart pounding at fast pace. I sat down idly on the floor outside my room for about two hours or so. I remember such unexplainable incidents had occurred many times before, but this time it was happening after many years. I used to experience such unusual phenomena since the age of eight or nine. As a child, I used to tell my parents about these incidents, but whether they not I could understand what was happening to me. After a certain age, I stopped telling them everything and started keeping things to myself. I made myself strong and started facing them on my own. Later that night I gathered courage to telling myself that I could still handle I could handle the situation, whatever it was, returned to my room. Put the lights on and looked around very carefully. I checked every nook and corner to my room, even under the bed, but there was no sign of anything. I looked at the book clock, it was two forty AM. I dozed back with the lights on. The four, next four to four. Five days passed into our each celebrations with family and friends. The memory of the incident occurred a few nights back got completely erased from my mind. After the facilities, my life resumed, I was back to sleeping soundly in my room. Suddenly, in the middle of one night, I grew restless and my eyes opened by themselves. The clock on the wall started, showed 1 p.m. by AM. I felt a sudden urge to get out of the room and looked at the door. Before I could reach, I saw the same smoky ball entering my room through the closed door. It slowly started taking shape, keeping my eyes on it. I tried my best to move my body and get up, but I couldn't move, not even my fingers, my hands, legs, whole body felt so heavy and numb. however I am completely aware of everything, myself, my emotions, my room, what was happening around me. My only confusion was whether I was awake, sleeping, or awake. A black entity t- took a form and emerged in the shape of a beautiful woman. A lady standing in front of me was wearing a bright white sarar. She had long jet black hair, which had kept o- o- kept open, which had al- almost reached her wrist. It was fair complexion, and her- she had fair complexion and a big, wide-rimmed, and black karori, a big, big vermillion adored adorned her forehead. Through uh, though she beautiful, she was not. She was nothing divine about her face. mysterious smile curved her lips. It was good enough to tell me that I was getting into big trouble. She slowly tiptoed across the room and came across me. She stood on the left side of my bed and looked straight into my eyes. I returned my gaze. My previous experience with such goats taught me to face them without fear and never give up. A lady perched herself on the big bamboo chair which was placed near my bed. The bamboo chair was a new addition to my room, and it was gifted fondly by my f- uncle. He bought it especially for me from the Archaeological parish, A-R-U-N-A-C-H-A-L-P-R-A-D-E-S-H where he was posted at that time as Deputy Collector of Super. She made herself comfortable in the chairs, as if going to sit there for a while forever. I found myself in a state of panic. I struggled to move. At my panic, paralytic state, cold sweat broke my brow. I could only not. I could not figure out any more whether this was real or nightmare. She sighed and smiled at me. Do not be afraid of me. I'm your friend, or whatever. However, my instinct clearly told me that she was a devil in disguise and had some evil intention for coming here. What do you want from me? Why do you come? Have you come here? I tried my best to show that my brave friend. Nothing. I've just come to take you Capri with me. Where do you want to take me? I was suspicious about her intention. She laughed and held her hand softly. Trust me. As she caught hold of my hand, I felt jerking out of my body and suddenly we started moving with low lightning speed. We entered some wormhole. Bright lights of all colors started reflecting around me. We passed through them. Soon, came across it in, into it in a bright open place. I didn't want to go any further, but she pulled me in. The place was large, barren land, and seemed limitless without any boundaries. It opened a vast sky with its extraordinary brightness, which was glaring for the eyes. But the sun appeared in a huge red ball of fire. The scorching heat prickled my skin. The land was completely dry and dark patches and crackles all over. We were now walking in a narrow trail, the path beneath my feet being a rust, made of rustling sound. I was sceptical hesitant to go forward, but she pulled me ahead. The Suddenly, there was a ghastly scene before me. I was horrified. The place swarmed with men, women, children of all ages. Some of them were howling and maddening and laughter. Others were howling in great pain. I could see a few giant-sized men garbled, completely black, beating and torturing the people. Even women and children were being hit brutally with iron sticks and graves. Their screams were pitiful and heart-rendering. They had deep cuts in their bodies, and flesh blood oozed out. A terrible stretch of raw flesh and blood filled the whole atmosphere. As we passed by this side, a few of them started into my eyes with anguish and helplessness. I was horrified to see the innocent blood flowing, scarred faces of little children looking at me in agony. It seemed they were asking for help. I could not feel their pain, pe- I could feel their dark pain. My heart cried out. I could do nothing. I was completely shocked at the scene. I forgot I, that I was also a victim. A lady ordered me to keep on moving. After crossing the horrendous area, we came on to an empty, dusty, dry land again. Again a long tiring walk we reached a any area with borders, a hill was not too high. On reaching the top the lady and white pointed out and said This is your world. Well follow me, she said, descending. From the height I could see a mighty river flowing out some distance which separated our sight. Side from the other world, which was nothing but complete darkness. As soon as we crossed the shore of the river, the lady Gug's motion being to cross it. As I put my, mess, my foot forward, I saw the river was blood red in colour. It was roaring as if alive and burning from inside. I could feel intense heat coming from it. It filled with very thick, sticky li- fluid. Uh, this thick blood was boiling and foaming. Bubbles were erupting as if the river was breathing. A lady walked across the river with ease and soon crossed to the other side. I could faintly see one, her hand gesturing me to cross the river. I wanted to run, but there was enough something that kept pulling me to to move forward. I was completely frustrated with what, what was happening to me. I tried my best to stop myself, but I, I was unable to do so. Then, as soon as I put my one foot in the river to try and cross it, I started being pulled into it. I was being sucked in, bogged down, down, down. Desperately, I tried my full strength to pull my body towards the shore, which is just a few feet away. I couldn't reach it. The pull from inside the river was too strong for me. I felt as if someone was sucking me into it. I looked down and saw there was infinite hands holding my legs it still. Pulling me inside, the bloody fluid had almost reached my neck. I started screaming on top of my voice for help. Suddenly I felt the presence of a strong hand on my arm. A hand <coughs> easily and gently pulled me from the river. I found myself standing in an abandoned place. I was totally confused. I looked around. There was no sign of screaming. or the people. The deadly river or even the lady in white that brought me here, there. Before me was a standing a man with long grey hair, He was strongly built and held a long green golden stick in his right hand. The, hand, the stick was quite wide, flat at the bottom, touched the ground. He had bright eyes but no expression in his face. Before I could even come to my senses, he looked to my eyes and asked but in a very strong voice, what happens, what brings you here young man, I don't know. Beware! I'm not, you're not supposed to come to this place. Go back. I thank you for, thank you for saving my life. Who are you? I am the doorkeeper. S- saying this, he disappeared before I could ask or explain anything to him. The next moment, I found myself on my bed in my room. It was two thirty a.m. My whole body was soaked in sweat. It looked up, took me a while to identify where I was. The scary incident I had been experienced completely terrified me. What was happening to me? Why was I experiencing such incidents? I thought I got rid of such such instances. But they had started haunting me again. Many questions clouding my mind. I never had any answers to them. Now now also that I could perceive no one could provide answers to my long list of questions. The next two nights of the incidents was repeated. A lady in Sari visited me sat in the bedroom chair, took me to the same location tried the and tried their best to drown me. Both nights I was saved by the same doorkeeper, but about coming to the place left without answering any of the questions handed me. I was helpless. The woman overpowered me, said so she had a cast a spell. I had no control of my mind. I was totally powerless as, as, as I followed her blindly. The third night I was petrified after saving me from the doorkeeper. Save me. The doorkeeper warned me of a serious tone. If you come back here one more time, I'm sorry. I will not be able to save you, young man. This is your last help and also last advice to you. Do not come back. I could sense that my life is in real danger. I seriously debated the old man's advice. Was suddenly thought of a way to avoid the situation. I observed that a woman used to visit me at 1am. I started returned to my room at 2.30am. I started keeping myself awake. I drank cups of coffee at idle time, watching TV in our living room. I started sleeping only after 3am. This routine continued for about a month. Soon after sleepless nights were taken, started to take a toll on me and my health, and affected my work too. I could hardly concentrate due to extreme mental and physical tiredness. My parents were also suspicious about my abnormal routine. I was in really bad shape and prayed frequently fervently every day, hoping the incident would not be repeated any more. I was afraid to venture into my room before 3am because of the dire warning given to my saviour. My frustration grew each day as I could not figure out what I could do to exaggerate myself and the situation. My thoughts were corrected in my mind in a whirlpool. These reflections occurred every moment of the day and night. One morning I just reached my office and settled down on my desk when the phone rang. Sir, there's a personal call for you. My receptrus was online. I told her to connect the call. Hello, Capel, how are you? It's Ahmed. At the other end. My voice his voice is heavy. was tones of seriousness to him. I know I'm doing well. Is everything fine with you? And why are you sounding so serious? I queried. It's been a while since we had a meet. In fact, we had not met since the incidents had started occurring. I'm down with high fever. Are you sure you're okay? Don't lie to me. I was taken aback by his words, but he was careful not to divulge in details. Yes, I'm completely fine, my friend. But why are you asking me this? What's the matter? You can find it's not true. There's is it not true that there is a new chair in your bedroom? I wondered how he knew about the new bamboo chair. I had not visited my home since a month. I also not told me, I also not told him anyone about my new possession, which my uncle had gifted. This time I told him the truth. Yes, my go- uncle gifted it to me in Duari. That means the dream I saw was true. I was completely taken by surprise. What dream are you talk about? I asked him. Last night I had a strange dream. That I saw, I come to your house and found something standing by side your, outside your room as soon as i opened the door i witnessed you lying on the bed and a woman sitting on a bamboo chair she looked at me in bloody eyes and threatened me are you his best friend i shall take you along with him dream felt so real and tearful that shocked me inside um i got up in great fear and um, having fit fe- having having fear since then I was speechless and told him that he seen his dream it was absolutely true the same incident was occurring with me We started to meet at Elmer's house every after my office hours you have been listening to Remembrances of the Speech Seeker by Compel Kumia Basker Copyright by, uh, published in India 2017, publishes MS Angel Books Publications Sales Office 325 610, HBI, Friburabad, Hararia. And the book number, if you wish to purchase it, is ISBN 978 81 8. Today in the gym, our popular classes are yoga with Lucy, baby yoga with Ben, hot yoga with Howard, cold yoga with Claire, ashtanga yoga, yenga yoga, or try our brand new class with Lucy and Mark, lukewarm yoga. For those that don't do popular choices, the Jaguar E-Pace, a compact SUV with sports car DNA. Jaguar, a breed apart.